be kind to yourself. You know, if you miss a day of a workout or you miss your routine, it's not going to help you to beat yourself up about it. You can't hate yourself into positive change. You need to love yourself into greatness. This is Sweat the Details, a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. A podcast made for women by women that puts our training journeys, goals, and mindset at the center. I'm Tamara Pridgett. And I'm Adrienne Herbert. Every episode, we'll hear from athletes, trainers, and experts who will give us insights into how our bodies and minds work together in training and competition. Welcome to episode one of the podcast. I think we should start off by telling the listeners who we are. So Tamara, over to you. Tell us all about you. I do a lot of things in this world. So a few titles that I'm really proud of. I'm an athlete. I'm a trainer, a writer, an editor. I just became a doula. I'm an aunt. And I'm just super excited to be a part of this podcast because I love all things fitness. I love all things sports and sports science. And I just really think that women do not get enough opportunities to talk about what it takes to be a great athlete, to be a great human, and to just thrive in all the things that we're doing today in society. That's enough about me. Adrienne, tell us all about yourself. I am a multi-hyphen as well. So lots of hats, doing lots of things. So I'm a runner, I'm a mother, I'm a wellness coach, and I'm also an author. And I'm really kind of obsessed with the idea of high performance and optimizing and what can we do each day to just, you know, improve 1% everything from training to sleep to learning. So let's talk a little bit and dive into the topics that we're going to be discussing today. We are going to be talking about motivation and hopefully we're all going to be feeling motivated by the end of the episode. So to help us find out more about motivation in our routines, Adrian and I will be speaking to Emma Lovewell. Emma is a Peloton instructor, and she's also an Under Armour athlete. We're going to talk to her about where her motivation comes from and how she's able to motivate so many people while still having compassion. We are also going to discuss some of the latest research related to the topics that we explore. When it comes to research around motivation, what are they saying, Adrian? The Kansas Journal of Medicine conducted a study with medical professionals who were aware of the physical benefits of exercise, but often failed to implement it into their daily routines. So what they found was that developing a motivational-based fitness program helped to create a more regular exercise routine for them, which is super exciting for me to hear because as someone who talks a lot about motivation, I feel like this study is going to give me the science and the proof to back up what I'm always talking about. I feel like with fitness, with sport, there's a lot of reasons why people want to participate in it. But I do think having motivation and like that being kind of like the foundation, the root of everything will just make it like the longevity of whatever you're doing, whatever activity just greater. So I like this study. I'm very into it. I agree. I think having motivation at the core of your reason or your fitness regime, having a focus, having a goal is definitely going to help. Yeah, especially right now, with everything that we have going on, everything just feels so heavy and heightened. And I do think our conversation we're having today will maybe help like switch things in people's brains um, to just get them moving, to get them feeling better overall. 
Absolutely. And I know that the guest is super motivational. Adrian, what do you think? Should we get started? Yes, absolutely. Let's get to it. Thank you so much for joining us, Emma. I'm so excited to sit down and have this conversation with you. You know, we're going to be talking a lot today about motivation and about fitness, but could you tell us, has fitness always been a part of your life? Yeah. uh, Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. Fitness has pretty much always been a part of my life. Um, I'd like to say I'm a lifelong athlete. I grew up playing soccer, lacrosse. I was a lifeguard. I'm originally from um, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. So I'm surrounded by the water, very active family. And I definitely think that that has contributed to where I am today um, as a Peloton instructor. Great. And so as I mentioned, with motivation being a topic that I'm sure a lot of people look to you for, what has been your greatest motivation and motivator in life? Broadly speaking, I think wanting a better version of myself is always a motivator. Hoping for a better tomorrow is always a good motivator. But you know, specifically to fitness, I also think about the way it makes me feel. And and I really connect to the the feeling part of it and how good I feel during or after a workout. Um, and that, I think, really helps keep me accountable and keep me coming back. Mm, and I mean, I, I'm sure everyone listening can probably relate to the feeling of motivation. You know, it comes and goes. Sometimes you feel motivated, you for whatever reason, you have this catalyst of change and you're like, yes, I am doing this. But that doesn't stay, right? You know, we don't feel that all the time. So when you have those ebbs and flows, what's your advice to people if right now they're thinking, actually, I'm not feeling motivated. I've lost that spark. Yeah, you got to remember, what is your why? Why are you doing it in the first place? I think if you lose sight of that, it becomes really hard to keep showing up. Also, you know, there are some tips and tricks and things that I have learned over the years that really helped me with my motivation. Creating a routine is really helpful. It's always been helpful for me. If I know that I have this routine and it kind of becomes habitual, then I'm more likely to do it. Um, Whether that's, you know, making sure as soon as I wake up, I drink a big glass of water, I stretch for 10 minutes. If that's something I can do every single day, you know, maybe meditate for 10 minutes, then it becomes easier and easier. Also, when you commit to something, I like to say commitment shows up when motivation is lacking. So there are going to be days when you don't feel like it. Of course, I have them all the time. But that's when the commitment shows up. That's when you're like, oh, no, I committed to this. This is my routine. I know how good I'm going to feel afterwards. So this is why I do it. This is why I show up. I'm curious when it comes to motivation, but in like the class setting and like while you're working, while you're teaching your classes for Peloton, how do you motivate that crew? Like there's people taking these classes all over the world. It's virtual. How do you kind of just get everyone excited, ready to go on the same page, ready for the theme? Yeah. You know, at Peloton, we teach live classes as well. Obviously not right now because of the pandemic, but, you know, before Peloton, I taught all group fitness classes and personal training. And so I was dealing with people, you know, one-on-one or in groups, you know, 20 people, 50 people in a cycling room. And so I had that experience of of really seeing people and connecting with people face-to-face, but I just realized how many types of people you're dealing with, right? So even in a small group, 
you know, you have your beginner fitness person, you have your, you know, advanced fitness person, you have somebody recovering from an injury, you have somebody who, you know, is cross training and you have, you know, people who are going through hard times in their lives, people who are thriving in their lives, you get it all. And, and so that is something that I'm so mindful of on a larger scale, right? So now I'm not dealing with 50 people in my room, I'm dealing with tens of thousands of people that take my class live. Mm -hmm. And I really think about that. I think about, wow, all types of people are taking this class right now. How can I connect to people who are at all different fitness levels, all different stages of their lives, all different moods? And it's impossible to try to hit every single group. But what I can do is speak to myself. I can think about what I'm going through right now and know that there's a really good chance that there are people out there who are experiencing the same thing. I have to be so in tune with myself. And the way I motivate is by having a conversation with myself. What do I need to get through this climb right now? What do I need to get through this tough interval? You know, how am I motivated? And, and the conversation and the, the words of motivation that I say are the words that I need personally to hear. Yeah, that's so true. Because like you said, there are so many people with different abilities, different levels, but also just different things going on in their lives. And I think that is the biggest thing as an instructor, but also as like someone who, you know, has participated in classes is just like that authentic, organic feeling of like what you're saying really means something can be applied to any aspect of life. Yeah. Yeah, I totally feel that too. And actually, it has to be authentic. I think when you said that word, you know, authentic, people use that word a lot. I feel like it's, you know, authentic, authentic, authentic. <laughs> but I think what we really can tell and feel is when it's not authentic. You know, there's nothing oh, worse totally. than someone just like, I don't know, like the slogan or the kind of motivational phrase when you don't mean it or you don't feel it, it just doesn't land the same. Yeah. What do you do like when that motivation isn't there? How do you have that conversation with yourself to do whatever it is, whether it's to work out or to just like complete the day's task? Yeah. Music is a huge motivator and inspiration for me. I come from a musical family. My, my dad's a musician and um, I was a professional dancer for many years. I was a DJ for a little bit as well. And music is a huge part of my teaching experience at Peloton. So um, I have all types of playlists on Spotify that I um, go to to pump me up, to get me motivated, to put me in a specific type of mood that I need, whether that's relaxation or if that's to get hype before you know a workout. So I definitely say like, okay, throw on your favorite track put on a cute outfit, you know, what are, what are the things? And this is why I say like having these tips and tricks that you can kind of fall back to. So if you're really not feeling it, like what are these things that work for you? And that's why I advise for people to try all types of things, like try meditation in the morning, try coffee, try tea, try um, listening to music, try not listening to music, try stretching in the morning, try stretching at night, like find the thing that, that makes you tick, that makes you like think, wow, you know, that feels good. I need to remember that. You know, one thing that I, is always a fallback to if I'm feeling really low or down is um, my relationship with my phone and my computer. I think it is so easy for us to get sucked into social media. I think it can be very negative if you if you sink into that space, and that can be very demotivating. So I know for me personally, if I'm ever feeling like, man, it's been like a few days of me just feeling like you know, crap for like three days and, and I'm, I'm having a hard time jumping out of bed or I'm feeling lethargic, I 
kind of detach from social media for a few days. And then I go back to these tips and tricks that I know work for me, like making sure I get a good night's rest, drinking a big glass of water in the morning, you know, reincorporating meditation into my day, um, things like that. So I, I do really advise and, and love when people are exploring these different types of ways that can make them feel good. Yeah, it's all about feeling good. And honestly, Emma, I'm nodding along because, you know, the music thing and music as a motivator, I really, really relate to that as well. I think music is something that for me, it's the quickest way to kind of shift my state or shift my mood or boost my energy. As you say, I know there's certain tracks, certain playlists that if I need it, I'm like, okay, let me just turn that up loud. And within a few minutes, I literally feel, you know, my shift, my state shifts completely. So I think that's a really, really key one for people maybe to try and yeah, discover new new music and new playlists. Absolutely. Yeah. But are there any other kind of significant motivation obstacles or blockers that people might not be aware of that they could try and, you know, avoid? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, in the same way I ask you to explore, like, what are the things that make you feel good? Like, you got to explore what are the things that make you feel bad? Like, do you ever scroll on Instagram and put your phone down and feel worse than when you picked it up? Like, pay attention to that and then notice, like, okay, that made me feel bad. I need to cut back on that. Um, even with diet and nutrition, is there something that you eat that every time afterwards you're like, that made me feel bad? You know, I'm bloated and I feel gross and, and tired. Like, pay attention to that. And then those are the ways that it, it's really just about being, and this is what mindfulness is, is being very intentional and aware of the conversation that you're having in your head and the feelings that you're feeling inside of your body and mind. Like, how does your body feel? How does your mind feel? How does your heart feel? Yeah. You both touched on something that I thought was so important, but also relatable I think Adrian started off by saying like, sometimes it's actually not getting started. That's the hardest part. It's like actually like staying consistent and committed. So what do you think people can do to kind of stay motivated when it comes to those little things? Okay, well, the first thing I think is be kind to yourself. You know, if you miss a day of a workout or you miss your routine, it's not going to help you to beat yourself up about it. You can't hate yourself into positive change. You need to love yourself into greatness. If you beat yourself up, if you are hard on yourself, the likelihood that you keep coming back is very low. I think if you can find joy in the process, if you can find, you know, humility, you know, shake it off, laugh it off, get back up, that does take courage. You have to do it with kindness. You cannot beat yourself up through it. So, you know, let go of that sort of mentality of like, oh, like I suck. I, I skipped this thing. You know, you got to let that go. And I think it's it's habitual. It's like the more you do it, the more you realize how easy it is. You know, like every time I don't want to do a 10-minute workout and then I do it, I'm like, mm -hmm. that flew by. Like 10 minutes is nothing, you know. You just got to remember, I think, like over time, those tips that maybe help you try to make it enjoyable because this is not supposed to be torturous. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned then being hard on yourself isn't going to be helpful. And I'm really interested to know, Emma, you know, during the pandemic, I think we've all had to deal with a lot and, and face so much. So how do you, I guess, strike the balance between motivating yourself or motivating others in your community and also being aware and being compassionate to people's situation and people's individual circumstances. Yeah, that that's such a good question. And that's so true. You know, you really do have to strike that balance. Um, and I think it comes back to kind of being honest with yourself and kind of speaking from an authentic place that's like, this is what I'm going through. And 
even though I felt really low today, I'm going to go for a run. If that motivates you to join me, please do. You know, something that some somebody had said about my fitness classes once is that my classes are 100% intensity, 0% pressure. And I kind of love that because I'm like, it is your choice to join. It is your choice to push yourself as hard as you want. When you join, it's going to be intense. It's I'm going to push you. But it's your choice to be there. I'm not a drill sergeant. I'm not going to force you to do anything. <laughs> I'm going to learn and I'm going to show my process and I'm going to be honest with you about what I'm going through. And maybe that is motivation for you. Yeah. Have you learned anything from your fitness community? I get a lot of emails and messages and DMs from people who are thankful for my classes and they're oftentimes just so powerful and people are really going through some serious stuff right now. And so I've learned about hardship. I watch people grow. I watch people make comebacks and believe in themselves and build strength again from nothing. And and I'm not just talking about, you know, physical strength like there's some real stuff happening in the world right now. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of stories. It's wild. You know, some of them are heartbreaking and some of them are just so inspiring. And I think when these people decide to share their stories, that has a lot of power too. So in the way that we're able to create community, I think that is super helpful because when you share your story, somebody else is going to identify with it. And that connection of like, hey, I've been through that too is so powerful. Or like, hey, I can, I can relate. The human experience is both heartbreaking and amazing all at the same time. And that people can really go through hard things and make comebacks. I've definitely learned that. It is really important how community has really showed up, especially in the last year. Yeah. How can our listeners help motivate their workout buddies, their fitness group, their teammates? Because I think it's all related, right? It's not just you, the Peloton instructor or a personal trainer. I think it, like the energy transfer goes back and forth between everyone. I think, um, you know, this is one way that social media has been really positive is people always say like, if you didn't post about it, did it really happen? Which is just sort of funny in itself because like I work out all the time and don't post about <laughs> it. But when you do post about it, other people see it. And sometimes, you know, maybe that receives an eye roll from your friend or maybe that <laughs> receives a, oh, she did it. I'm going to do that. Or that class looked fun. Like I, I'm going to do that class too. Or, you know, when you log into the Peloton app, you can see if one of your friends is currently working out, which is super cool. So then you can say like, oh, I'm going to join them right now. So I think if that inspires somebody else to do something positive, then that is a good mm. thing. I love that. I love the show Don't Tell. I try to, you know, I always say <laughs> if you're trying to tell somebody what to do, whether that's, yeah, a diet, a workout, you know, read this book or watch it. If they don't want to hear it, they get the mixture of, I know people have said to me before, they're like, oh, Adrian, they're like, I saw your Instagram story at 5.30, you were running. <laughs> and some people are like, oh my gosh, like I had one eye open and it made me get out of bed and do something. <laughs> Other people are like, oh yeah. my gosh, I don't want to see it. You know, it's where you're at, right? When you see something, it's not what you look at, it's what you see. And I just, yeah, I really yeah. love that show, Don't Tell. If you can show people, this is what I'm doing. Just plants the seed, maybe. Totally. Um, and later on, they come back and go, hey, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I love that. And Emma, I know that you often stress the importance of just having a morning routine. So whether that means a 5.30 a.m. morning routine or like a 9 a.m. routine, what do you think people can and should incorporate into their mornings to just have more energy, more 
motivation throughout their day? Yeah, I have to be transparent. I am totally not naturally a morning person <laughs> at all. Um, even now, I, I don't I don't consider myself a morning person, but um, I did a lot of research. I researched how people became morning people. So I tried everything. I've, I've tried like all the tips and tricks, but there are a few things that I like to do that I know will make me have a good day. And it really starts the night before. So yes, like can you get as much sleep as possible? Can you possibly get eight hours of sleep? And definitely helps to lay out your clothes the night before. Um, I need to drink a big glass of water every morning. Like just having that baseline of hydration first thing is, is key for me. Taking a quick stretch, touching your toes, like jumping up and down is actually just really good to wake yourself up. It's good for your lymphatic system. If I have time to meditate and to journal, but you know, I'm being real with you. Like, I don't always make time for that. I don't always have time mm -hmm. for that. I also really stress, like, maybe don't pick up your phone first thing in the morning. And listen, I am so guilty it's of so it. Hard. But like I said, <laughs> I know it's so hard. And you want to, you know, you want to put out any fires. If there's like, you get an email, you're like, oh, I got to take care of this. But also like, just be mindful of like what you're actually doing when you first open your eyes, like you're the most vulnerable in the morning. Like you are, you know, a little baby just opening up your <laughs> eyes from a nap. Like you don't want to inundate yourself with like images and thoughts and like judgments from other people, like all about that mindfulness and checking in with yourself. Like, what do you need for the day? What's top priority for you? Like regardless of what's going on in the world and like, how can you take care of yourself so that you can be of service to other people too? Yeah. How does that impact your day personally? Like by you doing all those different things, how does it make you feel as you go through the rest of your day? You know, when they say like, you you gotta love yourself before you can love other people. Like you gotta take care of yourself. You mm -hmm. know, you put on the oxygen mask first before you put the oxygen mask on somebody else. Cause what good are you if you are grumpy and a jerk and tired and <laughs> miserable, you know? How are you gonna inspire other people? Like I have to take care of myself knowing that like my job is to speak to thousands of people and motivate thousands of people. Like I need to practice what I preach and I need to really take care of myself. And it's not selfish, you know, giving yourself 20 minutes in the morning that are, it is your time for you is not selfish. Yeah, I totally agree. And actually, I really love that you mentioned the word selfish because, you know, I'm a mother of a, of a young son. And I think for a lot of listeners, if they're parents or if they have whatever commitments they have, I definitely feel like I hear that a lot because I talk a lot about morning routine too. I'm a, the ultimate early person and people always say to me, they're like, well, it sounds great, but they feel like it is self-indulgent almost or selfish to think, oh, I'm going to do 20 minutes of stretching. I'm going to drink my tea. And they're like, but I have to, you know, the kids and I have to feed the dog and I have to do this with emails. And yeah, I think that I really want people to hear that, to really hear that, that it is not selfish. It's necessary actually. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I think no matter your life situation, just finding the time for yourself is so imperative because it's so easy to just like give, 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 give. But like if you aren't replenishing yourself, giving yeah. to yourself, then all of that other stuff is going to be like 60%, 50%, you know, so you have to be selfish in order to show up for other people and to show up for yourself and all the other ways that we are asked and that we want to show up in this world. Absolutely. Um, so the American College of Sports Medicine has found that fitness trackers alone aren't enough to sustain motivation. Uh, what do you think 
is like the real key to sustaining motivation. Yes. If fitness trackers are your thing, like use the thing that works for you. But again, I'm going to go back to community because I think if somebody else is holding you accountable, if somebody else is waiting for you, and this is what motivates me. I mean, yes, it's my job to show up for people, but I think about all the people who are counting on me. I think about all the people who are waiting for me, who need me, who have important lives of their own that need my encouragement and support to help them get on through the day. So sometimes you need to do it for yourself and sometimes you need to do it for your team. For sure. So we're going to let you guys marinate on all of this goodness and we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, welcome back to Sweat the Details. So on a lighter mood, I really like this part <laughs> of the show because it is the fast, quick fire, you know, rapid questions. So Emma, how do you feel about that? Awesome. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, so I'll kick off uh, with, are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl, unfortunately. Do you like to work out with music or without it? Oh, with and like all turned up all the way. Top 40 or indie playlist? Indie. Favorite workout song right now? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> like Foo Fighters ever long. Running or cycling? Cycling. Yeah, I knew she could just say it. <laughs> Ab workouts or booty workouts? Ab workouts. Cardio training or strength training? Ooh, I'm going to say strength. And that is maybe something that you wouldn't think that I would say, but I'm going to say strength. Working out in the heat or working out in the cold? Heat. What is your funniest playlist name? I have one called Crying in My Car. <laughs> that is the best. I love it. Emma, thank you so much for your time today and talking to us about all things motivation. You are always welcome back to give us fitness tips and life tips and anything else. Thanks so much for having me. You guys are awesome. It was lovely to chat. That was such a great conversation with Emma Lovewell. I'm looking forward to incorporating some of her tips about motivation into my own routine. Adrian, I'm very curious what stuck with you the most about that conversation. Well, I mean, I'm never going to forget crying in my car. I mean, come on. <laughs> it was amazing. But other than that, I think what I really liked about Emma and what she said really was kind of around the group and the community and how much environment really impacts us as individuals and our motivation because as someone who does a lot of training by myself and a lot of running by myself I, I I'm an extrovert you know I love to be in the room with a group of people and I've really missed that actually in the pandemic so yeah I think that's something I'm going to remember is like the environment the community is really going to help motivate me and in turn hopefully I can motivate them yeah uh crying in the car is probably <laughs> the best playlist title I have ever heard. I could not stop laughing when she said that and I really needed that laugh. What really stuck out to me was when we were talking about just finding time for yourself because I'm really big on community. I think it's so important just with anything that you do, but I think I'm equally as big on you know, taking care of yourself and what does that look like and what do you need to just replenish yourself to energize yourself in order to then show up for your community, show up for the various people in your life. That really stuck with me. And I was like, ooh, good reminder, like take some time to yourself. Hmm. 
Yeah, I think that's the key take. Great takeaway. And hopefully after listening to that, you're all feeling just as motivated as we are. But that's it for this week's episode. So don't forget to join us next week when we're going to be talking about setting smarter goals. And if you liked what you heard on the show, subscribe for free or follow the show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much for listening. Tamara, have an awesome week and I will speak to you soon. You too. And everybody that's listening, stay motivated, have a great week, and we will be back next Tuesday. Let the Details is a collaboration with Under Armour and iHeartRadio. Our show is hosted by me, Tamara Pridget. And me, Adrienne Herbert. Our executive producers are Jess Schreibstein, Giselle Lewis-Archibald, and Molly Sosha. Our supervising producer is Maya Cole. Our producers are Ellen Kaplan and Kellyanne Toll. Our assistant producers are Natalia Tamayo and Bella Walco. And our sound editor and engineer is Sarah Gibble-Lasker. 